When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Kia ora, welcome, good morning. It is Izzy and Kempi for breakfast on SENZ. It is Wednesday hump day, Izzy, and uh, that much closer to Christmas Day. Although looking at you on the camera this morning, that much yes. closer to tea time is what it looks like. <laughs> yes, that is right. Wednesday is a day to go out and play golf and apparently 31 degree heats down here in Christchurch. But like always... We don't get a full day of sunshine. It is overcast and it is pretty cold. So I don't know where this 31 degrees is coming from. But anyway, we'll find out. Yeah, well, it'll build, mate. It was, uh, I tell you, it was, it was pretty warm up here yesterday. I think 27 up here yesterday. Oh, cut it out. I know, mate. It was stinking. You're looking tanned, actually. So, am I? Am I getting out amongst it, mate? Getting out amongst it? See you that much for free. It was, uh, yeah, it was good. Good day yesterday, mate. Good day yesterday, and uh, lots of action on as we heard there. The uh, uh, Dream Eleven Super Smash getting underway, and jeez. I tell you what, Jimmy Nation was right. Don't drive down Sandringham Road while there's a game on there, <laughs> man. How many balls went out onto that road, Robbie? It was, uh, it was, it was getting peppered. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, there was, there was, a, there were a lot of sixes hit. Uh, ironically, Nisham only hit one, and it, it was around one p.m. when he warned us to not drive on Sandringham Road. But it was uh, the other boundary, so oh. yeah, not quite uh, hitting one onto the road, Jimmy Nisham. Yeah, nice. And uh, Jimmy Nisham, actually, I don't know if you saw it, uh, Izzy, but. Mm. I'm used to recently, you know, to be fair, to, to be honest, most of what I've seen in bowlers rank long hops and getting smacked, and most of his wickets <laughs> are getting caught on the when he gets people caught on the boundary. But he bowled an absolute perler of a uh, yeah. of, of a Yorker to, finish, to to wrap things up yesterday. Did you see that? Yeah, I was, he bowled out that young kid that uh, Peter Fulton was talking about, Jacobs. Mm. Jacobs actually, I think, he got forty odd. And he looked the goods, but Jimmy Neesham, no, made his own. He three for 26 off his 3.5 overs, economy of 6.7. So he was very good with ball. And he's actually a classy all-rounder. You know, like he, he bowls pretty often for the um, for the Black Caps and does a, does a great job, but wasn't needed for this performance uh, uh, yesterday when they beat the Canterbury uh, Kings by 28 runs. They set them 185 for five in the first innings. And then bowled Canterbury out for 157. But uh, the man of the moment was Martin Guptill. 47 off 29 balls. He hit two sixes, five fours. And he's coming on our show at 8.40ish. We're going to have a chat to Guppy and uh, get a little update from uh, yesterday's performance. He looked on fire. And he's, you know, a guy that doesn't look like he's slowing down anytime soon. The desire to to play T20 cricket is right there, and it's great to see Gup back in the in the country donning the Aces jersey. I think his last time was 21-22 season, so a few years since we've seen Gup playing domestic cricket in New Zealand. It's good to have him back. He's coming on. Yeah, it's great, mate. Great to get him on. I, I I'm going 50 percent as overs or unders. The chat's going to be golf versus cricket. <laughs> <laughs> I know what how it mean? goes. I know how it goes, mate. Uh, so, so, <laughs> I guarantee he's actually a, he actually plays a lot of PlayStation, mate. Oh, he's, does he's he? A bloody, he's a geek. 
I'll tell, we'll have a chat to him about that. I'll tell you who else is a bit of a geek. And I found this yeah. out because I, I was supposed to interview, this a, uh, probably a year ago, when the Black Caps were over uh, in Dubai, I think it was, or uh, Abu Dhabi. And uh, I was supposed to interview Jimmy Neesham. And so I jump mm. on a Zoom call. Uh, not Jimmy Neesham, sorry, uh, Lockie Ferguson. Jump on a Zoom call. All my prep done for a Lockie Ferguson interview. Who pops up on the Zoom call? Daryl Mitchell. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he goes, oh, yeah, I think there's been some misunderstanding, mate. You got me instead. I was all right, okay. And uh, he is a big PlayStation guy. He plays a lot of FIFA on PlayStation. Mm. Uh, mm. And I reckon he's probably just bought himself a new big screen after getting <laughs> $2.7 million at the IPL auction. Oh, that is ridiculous amounts of money, isn't it? Daryl Mitchell, $2.7 million, 200000 just off Kyle Jamison a couple of years ago when he went to uh, the Royal Bangalore. Um, but, mate, getting paid, and that, that competition is getting crazier and crazier because Pat Cummins, you think, okay, he's the, most, he's the highest paid in the IPL of all time, breaking the record mm-hmm. for $4 million. Uh, nah, Mitchell Stark comes over the top for... 4.4, 4.5, whatever it is. It is absolutely crazy money. And I was having a look. 47 million. 47 million is the salary cap that they're allowed to spend on 18 to 25 players. They're allowed eight overseas players. That competition. And they're only spending 6%. I think it's 6% of the broadcast rights. Wow. The NFL is 50%, apparently. Yeah. Um, like you said a, a while ago, so mate, this it'll be crazy to think where this competition is at in about five years' time. Yeah, well, we'll get Jeremy Coney's thoughts on that and on the Black Caps game uh, that has coming up today against Bangladesh and Nelson as well. Also, Ben Ransom, Sky Sports UK, lots to talk about uh, from his point of view. Uh, EPL Champions League, and also uh, a we uh, a small matter of a boxing match. Uh, boxing card, I should say, over in Saudi Arabia mm. this weekend as well. We'll catch up with him oh, on all of that yes. a little bit later on in the show. Right now, though, let's get to this. Round one, fight. So big news out yesterday. We knew that Adam Fanua Blake was here for 2024 for the Warriors, but likely to mm. lose him after that. All the signs were pointing towards the Dragons, the Dogs and the Tigers had pulled out. But boom, over the top come the Sharks out of nowhere uh, to sign Adam Fanua Blake from 2025 onwards. Big loss for the club. I messaged Cam George. He's usually pretty open to coming on and having a chat. Uh, but it feels like maybe they weren't ready for this to come out of Australia yet. So he, he was unable to do that. But uh, on that front, it was said that the Warriors wanted to swap you know, wanted to get someone in return if they were going to do a deal. Well, that's not the case here. It's just a straight, yeah. we're losing him. So I don't know if that means there's cash involved or how it works. But if they're not getting somebody out of the Sharks, so I was thinking mm. of Braden Hamlin, Ueli or someone like that, who do you reckon the Warriors should go after? Oh, it's a good question. And because they're not getting a swap, they're going to have a bit of cash at their disposal. Uh, look, there's a lot of wish lists. There's, there's a couple on the wish list that I th- I'd love to see, but whether... It'll, it'll eventuate, probably not. I think the, the likely scenario, these guys been like Isaiah Papali'i coming back from the West Tigers. Um, you know, there's a couple others in there. I had a look around the contracting list for teams, and the first one that really stood out for me, potentially a young kid making his mark in the NRL, and, um, you know, probably could entice him, grew up in New, in New Zealand, is Leo Thompson. Mm. For the Knights, 
for the NRL Knights. He is signed for 2024-2025, so at the end of 2024, he's got one year left on his contract. I think you could build your future around young Leo Thompson. He's only fresh into NRL, but I think there's an opportunity there. That is probably the more likely scenario, but for that genuine wish list, give a gamble, and I'm dreaming here, let's hope it's happening. Come on, centre, make my dreams come true. Yeah, you, you, you probably th- I'll throw in Fisher Harris. Oh yeah, go get Fisher Harris, Kiwi through and through. Our captain, he's uh, got Kiwi bloody. You can build your franchise around him. He is off contract in twenty twenty six. There is no hell, there is no chance that the Panthers would ever let him go. But if you go and offer him the kitchen sink plus a house plus a car, free flights from here to Australia, whatever you need, business class twenty twenty six. I think that could be a genuine option. I'd love to see. Fisher Harris on in the Warriors jersey. Great answer, man. Great answer. All right. Round two. Got me thinking with his IPL auction. If there was a competition like the IPL in rugby that had an <laughs> IPL style auction, which player is making the most bang? Ari Savia. Yeah? Ari Savia would make the most bang. He could cover six, seven, and eight. I could potentially, you could potentially throw him in the back line somewhere, 12. Uh, you know, even if you have to one day, I've seen Matt Todd play wing. I could see bloody uh, Adi Savia play wing as well. So I'd say Adi Savia, world player of the year. He's got a lot of hype around him. He's carved up over in Japan. Wherever he goes, he's committed. I think um, Adi Savia would go for bank at the moment. How good would that be? Love to see that happening in rugby. We've had so many opportunities to evolve and do something that's going to encourage entertainment, whatever, but we haven't done it. And uh, now that IPL is just getting so far ahead, there's no catching up with it. Uh, I think it's the second um, biggest broadcasting deal in the world of sport behind mm. the NFL. So it is huge. But I'd say Adi Savia for me, um, Ricardo. What about you? Who do you think will make bank? Uh, well, usually I, I look at the, I mean, I've, I think Adi Savi is a great shout. Actually, I was thinking about tens. So I, I was thinking who's going to, you know, because you need somebody to steer the ship before you put the, the, the other pieces in place, right? So I was thinking an, an Owen Farrell or, or Richie Mawanga. Um, I guess some of yeah. it, if I'm cynical, depends on where this comp is taking place. Like if it's mm. taking place in Europe, then probably Owen Farrell from a marketing mm. point of view. Is probably mm-hmm. gonna add add a little bit extra, but it'd be one of those two yeah. for me. Yeah, your tens. It, it depends on the on the competition format. You know, is it a genuine fifteens competition, eighty minutes? Is it a a ten style, a fifteen style with less minutes, more game ball and play? You know, the, I think the format plays a big part because if it wasn't T Twenty, I don't think that'll have the success over in the IPL. Um, but you, your tens, your playmakers. Your decision makers are going to go for a lot. They're going to be uh, t- uh, the the players you build your franchise around. Um, but yeah, I just think Hardy Savia would go for Bank. Yeah, it would. It's actually interesting. I was reading about uh, Rassi Erasmus has got a book coming out mm. just in time for Christmas, strangely. Um, mm. And uh, and and that he talked about how he and I can't remember who it was, but the head of South African rugby at the time had um, basically kind of teased this idea of having an IPL-style rugby competition that would be uh, like 20 minutes each way. I don't know if it's Mm. fully 15s or whatever, Uh, but they had this idea and they were talking to Richie McCaw and Dan Carter about going to South Africa to play in it 
and have their yeah. own franchises franchises over there. Uh, and uh, Steve Chu put the kibosh on. Yeah. Apparently. See, there's been a lot of chat. There's been a lot of conversations had, but it's been shut down by the by the big fish. You know, they've come over the top and said, no, we cannot allow this. I think it was 19. Uh, there was that um, the competition a few years ago when they were just uh, about to start uh, the New Zealand rugby competition, whatever it was. But anyway, it got shut down. They need to find some sort of solution because the reality is evolution of sport and game is the way you encourage new fans and new fan base to come in and, and enjoy it. I, I think it'll go gangbusters. Is that what you'd love to see? Double eight, double three, a new type of format, maybe a potential draft like they got in the IPL because I don't know, we, what about you? But me, every time, every time I check my phone, it comes up with this new person breaking records in the IPL for ludicrous amount of money. So uh, it's good marketing, it's good entertainment, and that's what we love to see. Would it be enough to bring uh, Izzy Dag out of retirement? No chance. <laughs> no chance. I, did, I trained last night, and we had a 150-metre run at the end of it, and I just waddled my big bum down that road <laughs> and back. <laughs> That'll do. That'll do. All right, let's crack on with this. Uh, yesterday, Auckland wicketkeeper Elizabeth Buchanan uh, had to leave the field. Uh, so there was a throw from the outfield. She's the mm. wicketkeeper, obviously. She's standing behind the stumps. The batter ran between her and the throw, and it was going to hit the batter on the helmet, and she ducked. The wicket, and she's quite close to the keeper. Keeper didn't see this. It's into the ball. Catches the ball in the face, basically, or the top of the head. Oh. Um, wobbled her. You, you saw the legs go straight away. So she had to go off. And that got us thinking. Robbie and I were talking about, uh, you know, the weirdest way you've been injured or weird injuries. Um, and it reminded me of there was a guy who played in goal for Argentina back in the day, Santiago Canizares, who had got yeah. out of the shower and uh, was getting uh, getting himself all sorted out, grabbed a bottle of aftershave, chucked some aftershave on, dropped the bottle, landed on his foot, severed a tendon, put him out of the oh. 2002 Football World Cup. Uh, he was the Argentina number one goalkeeper. So it got us thinking, weirdest way you have been injured? Uh, that's what they reckon, Ricardo. Well, if you're a top sportsman, trust me, I know. Yeah. If you get injured in a funny way, or if you get injured doing something you shouldn't, you, you make up a story. Oh, I see. Twenty two two thousand and seven, when Izzy Dag went and had a scrap in Napier, and he'd already had a broken collarbone, but he told everyone he fell down the stairs. Sorry, New Zealand rugby. Um, but so yeah. There's going to be a lot of stories out there, but uh, one of my craziest and weirdest injuries would have to be, I think I've spoken about it before, but 2011, when I we played in Perth, mm. and we beat the force, and we smoked them, and we had a big night, <laughs> huge night. She was a dusty old flight over to, to Cape Town. Get to Cape Town, and we train all week. Anyway, playing the game against uh, the Stormers for the Crusaders, and I just get your routine clearance from our own goal line. You know, I'm standing behind the ruck. I think it's Willie Hines or Andy Ellis. They hit me. And I'm like, yeah, sweet ass. I'll just send it down there. I kicked the ball. And I kicked it and I went, and, it, and just the craziest sound. I was like, it just went, ping. And I was like, what the heck? Who's, who shot me? You know, who's in this? Who's here and, and just doesn't want a bar of us Crusaders? And then I go to walk and I can't walk. So what had happened is I've kicked the ball. And when I've kicked it, my hams, my quad muscle from my hip has snapped. Oh! So I've snapped, I've snapped my quad from the, my hip joint. And what it had done is it rolled up into a ball, and it was at the bottom, uh, top of my knee. So it rolled Ooh. down my quad, and it was sitting at the top of my knee. So when I kicked this ball, it snapped and made the 
worst sound I've ever, or the funniest sound I've ever heard, and then limped off. So that would have to be the weirdest injury I've ever, ever happened to me on the field. Um, that yeah, is gnarly. crazy. That is gnarly. <laughs> All right, I want to hear from you. Double eight, double three. Weirdest injuries. How have you got them? Uh, let us know. Double eight, double three. Or uh, maybe Izzy's idea of an IPL type auction for a rugby comp. Who you got? Who's your? Who's making the most bang? Double eight, double three. The temper bed post text machine. This is Izzy and Kempy for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, keeping you healthy this summer.